Welcome to Intel's Conversations in the Cloud. I'm your host, Jake Smith. Join me as I speak with guests from across the world about the latest advancements in cloud and edge computing, data center technology, network infrastructure, security, artificial intelligence, and more. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be in the world. My name is Jake Smith, and welcome to another episode of Conversations in the Cloud. I am joined today by three esteemed colleagues, Intel fellow Mohan Kumar, Intel fellow Nishi Ahuja, and Intel senior principal engineer Sandeep Ahuja. Welcome. Thank you, Jake. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I work very closely with these three geniuses and I'm honored to have them here today to talk about immersion cooling and sustainability in the data center. And with that, I'd like to start with Mohan. Can you give our listeners a little understanding of why is sustainability important for the cloud? Yeah, sustainability has become one of the most important thing these days for many reasons. The first one let's talk about is the Paris Accord, right? The impact of carbon on our environment is proven at this point. And there are goals that were set collectively by the countries of the world in the Paris Accord to reduce our emissions by half by 2030 and to net zero by 2050. So as signatories to that accord, all the countries in turn have regulations instituted within their own countries for the corporations to meet their goals. And this touch the amount of energy, which directly converts into carbon impact because electricity comes from, unfortunately, still a lot of fossil-based fuels. Water usage, reducing the amount of waste, and in reducing the waste also essentially promoting circularity, right? You reuse as opposed to throw things and create new. That's the overall from the global standpoint. Now, if you look at the corporate standpoint, as you know, many companies today have what is CSR, corporate social responsibility, where they don't want to just operate as profit-only corporations, but they want to take on a mission of how their operations are impacting their immediate environment, the country that they operate in, and the planet at large. And sustainability today is part of every company's CSR or corporate social responsibility goals. So that's the other reason why sustainability is becoming important. Now, going to specifically the cloud, the energy consumption by the data centers alone is going to cross 250 billion kilowatt hours by 2025. If they were a country, they would be among the top consumers of electricity in the whole world. So they grow at like a 30% year over year in terms of their energy consumption. And they need to come up with a way to reduce that energy. I'm pretty sure you and many of the listeners grew up with parents like mine. In my case, it was my father who walked behind me to every room that I was in and turned off the lights to conserve electricity. So, you know, when you consume 250 billion kilowatt hours, you know, turning out those lights does add up to not only your corporate bill on what you pay to electricity, and then naturally also to the amount of energy impact you have on the planet. Nishi, can you help our listeners understand what is immersion cooling and what are the drivers and some of the benefits as well? Yeah, thank you, Jake. 
before I go into explaining what is immersion cooling, I want to just say why immersion cooling. Air cooling is hitting its limits in next three to five years, and there is a need to transition to an immersion cooled data center. Now, what's immersion cooling? Immersion cooling is when we are taking an entire system and immersing that into an electrically non-conducting liquid. And the benefit of this technology is that it delivers higher performance with high efficiency. Plus, it shifts the cooling power budget into adding more compute, which is very neat. And then the power and the water usage is lowered with this technology. And if you are using dry coolers, then there is no water usage at all. So those are pretty good benefits as compared to any other cooling technologies. Now, let's talk a little bit about the drivers for immersion cooling. The first one is obviously the increase in TDP. The processor power is increasing from gen to gen, and the reasons for this increase in power from gen to gen is increase in core count, uh, need for higher performance or performance per core. But it's not just the processor power that is trending to higher TDP. The memory is equally going to higher power because of the higher memory speeds. But then it's also other components like GPUs, accelerators, or network products, which are also trending to higher power. So all this is driving towards the need to have immersion cooling. So that's the number one reason. The second reason is the edge deployments. These are self-contained small-scale data centers which are spread across the globe with wide-ranging temperatures, humidity, and pollution conditions where air cooling is not effective or efficient. So that's where you need immersion cooling. And the third, which is the topmost right now reason that our customers are moving into immersion cooling space is reduction in PUE, improvement in energy efficiency and sustainability. I'll try to explain this with an example. So let's say if we have some of the data centers in northwest side of the country in US, these data centers have good climate conditions. So they can can deploy innovative cooling technologies like free air cooling, and thus they can get a PUE close to 1.1. But if you were to apply these kind of technologies to places like in China, India, or Japan, it's not possible because of the hot, humid, polluted conditions that these countries have. So they cannot achieve PUE close to 1.1. So what do they do, right? Especially when they have been mandated by the local governments to get their PUE below 1.3, otherwise they will be penalized. So to get to PUEs below 1.3, they are looking at this alternative cooling solutions like immersion cooling. So just to summarize, the main three drivers for moving into immersion cooling space are TDP, the edge deployments, and energy efficiency. Thank you, Nishi. Sandeep, is there only one type of immersion cooling? Sure. Thanks, Jake. So there are mainly two types of immersion cooling technologies, single phase and two phase. Like in single phase immersion, liquid coolant does not change its phase. It remains well below its boiling temperature. In the case of two-phase immersion, the liquid coolant actually boils as it picks up heat from IT equipment and turns into vapor. Let's talk about single-phase immersion. The liquids that are used in single-phase immersions have boiling temperatures well above 150 degrees Celsius. 
and the IT equipment never reaches that kind of high temperature levels. So liquid stays in liquid phase, hot liquid goes to a CDU, central distribution unit, where it exchanges heat with facility water. And the cooler liquid is returned back to the immersion tank to cool the IT equipment. On the other hand, in two-phase cooling, the liquid actually boils around 50 degrees Celsius as it picks up heat from the IT equipment. Boiling enhancement coatings are used to facilitate creation of nucleation sites to pick up heat from hot server components. The boiling enhancement coating essentially kickstarts the boiling phenomena. Liquid turns into vapor, rises to the top of the tank, where condenser coils are located, and the vapor condenses on these condenser coils, turns into liquid, and the coolant then kind of rains back into the tank. And the condenser coils have cooler facility water running through it. So the majority of immersion systems come in tank form factor, and that's it horizontal on the data center floor. There are chassis-based immersion solutions in the market as well, and these chassis can fit into standard racks and do not need horizontal immersion tanks. Thank you, Sandeep. You know, one of the questions that our listeners will want to understand is why would I choose one type of immersion cooling over the other? What are the specifics? Yeah, great question. So the type of immersion cooling technology one should use is driven by cooling performance requirement. Let's talk first about single phase immersion. Single phase immersion with power family of liquids is sufficient to cool majority of server products today. And these liquids are cheap, environmentally friendly, have zero global warming potential, and the immersion industry has been using these type of liquids for many, many years. Many liquid vendors are experimenting with various formulations and additives to improve the cooling capability of these immersion liquids. If you have need for higher cooling performance, there are fluorochemical liquids that are available in the market that can provide better cooling performance. However, these liquids may cost more. Note that liquid choice is not the only thing to get more out of immersion. You still need heat sinks on top of heat dissipating components to remove heat. And one can improve these cooling solutions to further enhance the cooling capability that you get out of single phase immersion. Now, if the cooling performance requirement is even higher, two phase immersion may be considered. In that case, tank designs have to be such that vapor does not escape the tank. And there are several fluorochemical and fluoroketone based liquids that have boiling point around 50 degrees Celsius, which is suitable for two phase immersion. As I mentioned, the thermal performance is one criterion for choosing immersion technology and fluid. Material compatibility and reliability is another big consideration. Note that in the case of immersion technology, liquid comes in direct contact with the IT equipment and you want IT equipment to last, let's say, five years in immersion. So the choice of immersion technology and especially the liquid has to enable long life of IT equipment. I think it's really informative for our listeners to hear about the choices and decisions and the specifications that we've worked on 
But Nishi, I have a question for you. Do I need to buy specific hardware to take advantage of immersion cooling? Or will any hardware work? You have an excellent question. And that question is asked to us almost every day by our customers. And uh, my response would be, at present, existing air-cooled servers are being used and with minimum modification. Like for single-phase immersion, optimized heat sinks are used. And for two-phase immersion, like the boiling enhancement coating, and then our fans are removed. So the answer is you can take existing servers and there will be minimum modification done today to take advantage of immersion. Well, Mohan, there's got to be changes that are happening across the data center infrastructure. Can you talk about how immersion and sustainability are changing the data center? Sure, Jake. In addition to sustainability, the other key thing that's happening is the growth of when we started our data centers, especially for hyperscale, the bigger data centers, they had this ability to select the location. They would go on and pick a geographic location that was well suited from the standpoint of cheap electricity, power, networking, and so on. But with the emergence of 5G, one of the things is that you need to have a lot more of the smaller, when I say smaller, maybe you know one megawatt to 10 megawatt type data centers that are distributed all around the uh, globe in order to support the 5G. But that means you have no control over ambient temperature you don't have control over the pollution levels. You're not going to have a huge footprint, right? You don't get to have how much electricity is going to be piped into that location. So you're more closer to urban centers. It's what I'm trying to say. And it comes with its own challenges. So you could be in some place on, on the equator, or you could be in a completely temperate zone. And you got to be able to operate, which means being able to do immersion gives you the ability to isolate yourself from ambient. And that's the other reason why immersion is emerging as a force in there. So where can our listeners find out more information about our work in sustainability? So if you go to our Intel site, we have published material there, and we work with a number of partners to promote both sustainability and immersion cooling and other forms of cooling as well. And they can look there for those resources. Outstanding. Now we're kind of on to my favorite part of these podcasts. And the question is to you, Mohan, what does the future hold for immersion cooling and sustainability? So sustainability has become one of the key items for data center growth. In fact, it's sustainability is a key message for every corporation and every human being in the globe. If you're going to leave this planet a better place for our children and our grandchildren and the next generations. So this is part of our personal responsibility and for all the corporations and the governments, it's part of our social responsibility. So it's not only a business goal, but it is also a gratifying goal for all of us. And the fact that it helps you in many other ways, it's just wonderful. So for example, the data center folks pay, you know, six to seven cents a kilowatt hour in electricity. Even at that point, I told you the number 250 billion kilowatt hours, it adds up very quickly. So the lower it is, lower your electricity bill, lower your footprint on the planet. Because as of 2021, only 12% of our net electricity consumption in the United States is from renewables. Everything else comes from carbon-based sources. So 
the lesser we consume, the lesser footprint we end up having on the planet. And emission goes a long way because emission has the ability to reduce your footprint anywhere between 15 to 30%. Outstanding. On behalf of Mohan Kumar, Nishi Ahuja, Sandeep Ahuja, my name is Jake Smith, and this has been another episode of Conversations in the Cloud. Wherever you may be in the world, we wish you a good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Thank you.